Welcome to another edition of the Super Flight Podcast, your William Kentridge of NBA podcast. Because black and white charcoal drawings in moving pictures are amazingly beautiful, just like this podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. It is Thursday, October 4th. This episode was recorded on Monday, October 1st. Um, sorry, have not been able to get around to putting it out until now, but you'll still enjoy it. Um, Dave Dufour, Coach Dave, is coming on tonight um, or tomorrow or whenever you listen to this, but it was actually three days ago. Um, and we talk a lot about the teams. We're going to, well, our favorite teams to break down or talk about or watch uh, for the upcoming season in the West and East Coast. We're not doing a who's best. We're doing a which ones are we really interested in watching. So we're all over the place and it's fun and you'll enjoy it because I said so. Ways to get in touch with the show, you can... Tweet at me at Joe Borelli. You can tweet at the Superflight Podcast at Superflight Pod. You can email the show at the Superflight Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow along on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. If you go to iTunes, please rate and review. Leave me a tasty message and I'll message you back or something or I'll say hi and, and maybe I'll say it on the podcast and I don't know. That's all. And please five-star reviews. Always, always five-star reviews. So that's that, and that's the housekeeping. I don't have anything exciting coming up. I just have me and you talking together. But I can tell you this. I'm beefing hard with Ikea right now. Two weeks ago, my wife and I went to Ikea to buy some new wardrobes, or at least to buy some one new wardrobe and some doors to put in our closets. And I mean, while it's, I mean, like Ikea is really convenient, you know, in a lot of ways. It's cheap furniture, but it's, it's, it's usable and it's it's you know plain which i like and it's kind of stylish um everybody uses ikea it's whatever so we go to ikea and when you're in brooklyn going down you have so we live in bedsty we have to go all the way down to red hook to get to ikea and it's all it's a it's a trek and for us it's just worth the ten dollar ride in an uh, uber pole so we did that and we went down and we got there within like half an hour, 40 minutes. It's really not that far away, but it takes that, you know, long because of traffic, etc. We get down there. We were down there for all day. We were literally in Ikea for five hours. It's a huge, huge story. You go through all the showrooms. You think, think of things you want. You pick things out. It's like a nice little excursion for you and your significant other. You can go hang out, get lunch there, eat some horse meatballs. That's always fun. Um, so we did that. We got some furniture and we brought it back. And we had two cabinets already, so we got four doors for them. And here's, here's, this is the coolest thing. This actually makes me feel like I'm actually wealthy, like I've moved up in the world. We were, at, we were at Ikea, and I saw these cabinets that if you open the door, the light comes automatically. They have these LED lights at the top. You open the door, it comes on, you shut the door, they turn off. It's brilliant. It's amazing. We have a hard time seeing our clothing in our cabinets. In our wardrobe. So I was like, we got to get that. I'm getting that no matter what. I'm getting this. We're getting doors. I'm going to put these on. I'm going to put the put the lights in the cabinet and we're going to, it's going to be awesome. And it is. I, I you like, the, the LED lights are so cool. You just open the door and it turns on. You close it and it turns off and you can see everything inside. I'm so thrilled. I feel like a millionaire. It's just Ikea furniture. Anyway, we go down there. We buy doors. We bought a new wardrobe because we needed more space, more room to put things. And we bought doors for the existing wardrobes that we have because we didn't have the money to buy them when we first bought them like three years ago. So we're like, finally, we're going to step it up. We're going to buy some new doors. So we come back with five doors and a bunch of other things that we need to put them together. And like, you know, 
it's a long day. I'm working on things. I'll, you know, a lot of stuff to move in. And we get it inside and set everything up and like put it to the side. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start work. I'm going to, I'm going to put all this stuff together. I'm going to, you know, do my thing. Just give me my power drill. Give me some, give me a hammer and a screwdriver and I'm good to go. I'm going to town because I love doing this shit. I love putting stuff together. I'm very, I'm a, and I'm an artist. I'm a sculptor actually. So I make things with my hands and I love doing this stuff. And I haven't been able to make any sculpture in a while because our apartment's too small and it's too much to store. Anyway, putting stuff together. And one of the doors is leaning there on the wall. And I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, son of a bitch, that thing is bent. This door is bent. I'm like, ah. so I tell my wife, I'm like, you know, this door might be bent. It might be broken. So I didn't want our alarmer, but I'm like, I'll just, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll open it at the end. And then let me do this rest of the stuff first. So I open it. Sure enough, the door is freaking broke. Broke right at the hinge. And like, it's not fixable. It's not, it's wafer board. You cannot put wafer board back so it's straight. I thought at first, maybe I'll just get a mending plate and see if I can, but you can't get a mending plate tight enough to make these things straight again because it's wafer board and it will not go back to straight. You'd have to have like a two inch thick piece of, steel and then it would never the screws would strip right out of it anyways it's not it's not worth it it was a 30 dollar door right you can't fix it we're thinking why don't we take it back here's the problem here's where i'm beefing with ikea why don't we take it back to ikea and have it replaced you know it costs us 30 dollars for this door uh because if you take it back you have to get ikea to pick it up which will cost you 90 dollars so then you take it back, you're already losing uh, 60 bucks, and then you have to exchange it and get another car back, which is another $90. So instead of just throwing, like, we could either take the door back and cost 180 bucks or somewhere around there to get a new door to get it exchanged, or we just throw away the $30 one and go to Ikea again and buy a brand new door. We threw the door away. We had to throw the door away. It really pisses me off. We bought a brand new door. And because we can't get it from point A to point B without having to pay a billion dollars in freaking travels fees to go like four miles, we had to throw a fucking door away. I'm like, it pisses me off. Ikea should have a free delivery service. This is bullshit. It's like, you spend so much money. You're like, you, you're there all fucking day and you're, you're like buying their wares and you're buying their fucking horse meatballs and like all this shit and like spending your entire day down there. They can't even offer you a free service of delivering your shit to you. This it's big bullshit. I can't, you really need to step up your game. This is horse shit. Just like your meatballs. Um, so that's why I'm beefing with Ikea. I just want to let you guys and gals know if you if you live in a rural area where you have a vehicle and you can pick stuff up yourself, it's fine. But we don't. We don't have a car. We have to depend on the subway and I cannot take a 90 inch door on a subway car. I mean, I probably could, but I'm not going to. And it's a pain in the ass. So instead, we were forced to throw a fucking brand new door away rather than have an exchange for free and go down and buy a different one. So we ended up having to spend more money anyways because we had to take another $15 cab ride down there. And then we had to pay another $45, $50 to get back with more stuff. It's, it's maddening. I'm really irritated. This is my spiel for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, after I'm done talking to you now, the show will come up and then you'll enjoy hearing about that. But in the meantime, like, I'm just like, it's, it's, yeah, Ikea, man, Ikea. If any of you guys and gals know of any places, um, to buy furniture, that's actually kind of classy, but still cheap like Ikea, but different hit me up. Like I know Cracker Barrel 
is was it Cracker Barrel? No, uh, Pottery Barn. Cracker Barrel is a restaurant. Pottery Barn, but like that shit's really expensive. It's made out of real wood. I would love to be able to afford that, but stuff is stupid heavy and it's really expensive. But like, there's got to be an alternative. I bet you somebody could make so much money coming up with like really simple design furniture that's particle board and wafer board and and gives IKEA a run for the money. But you could make a, a bazillion dollars. Somebody should do that. Get right on it. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys. Um, after these brief, after this brief musical interlude, we'll be right back. Clearer, so let me see. If yeah, I'm... I mean, nah, I probably, I probably sound great. You sound amazing as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your voice is just always very sexy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's Jade was like, oh, my God, you're like the voice of God on this podcast. I was like, <laughs> look, man, I, I pay attention to this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've spent a million dollars, but, I, you know, if I'm going to do some shit, I want it to be good. Yeah, totally. People don't understand. You don't have to spend all that much money, although it is a couple hundred bucks if you want to get it done right. Yeah, and I've got a couple hundred dollars worth of programs because yeah. I, I wanted a better thing. But, you know. Same. Yeah. But most of my stuff is from recording music. So I'm, I was right. already, when I got into the uh, podcasting game, I was already in it for music. So right. like, this is easy. This is totally easy. Dave DeFore, welcome to the Super Flight. How are you? I'm great. Oh, wait, we're starting. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to sneak that in there. I, I like it. Uh, I like it. How's it going, okay. buddy? Uh, you want to talk some NBA with me? It's like, yeah, as long as you're cutting out all that thing, all that stuff where I shit talk to everyone yeah that's that stuff hasn't been recorded we just started with the yeah (laughs) especially what i said about the super hoopers oh yeah fair enough i should talk to those guys every chance like no i'm kidding i'm actually going to be on here's a plug for them i'm going to be on their podcast tomorrow night i think so i was told i'm the second best guest they've ever had really yeah by by someone who listens to their podcast uh apparently there's they just had someone on i haven't listened to the newest episode um, so yeah. you should listen to it. It's really good. It's, it's pretty hilarious. I I want to be as good as those guys one day. Not really. We do totally different <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> hey, by the way, did, did you, uh, did you hear that, uh, Jamil Hill is, uh, is going to be writing somewhere? No, where? did you hear about this? I did not. So she's going to be writing for the ant, uh, the Atlantic. Oh, you don't say. Not the athletic. Just oh. want to throw oh. that out there. Yeah, Public that just threw service. me. I didn't even. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the Atlantic, not the athletic. He's writing on the Atlantic. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Because uh, she literally just posted a tweet. I saw it this morning and first glance, you know how this is. Everybody's joining the athletic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, Jamil. Oh, wait, no, the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So there you go, everybody. I, it just got me when you said it, and I was like, oh, The Athletic. And then you had to repeat it, and I was like, oh, not The Athletic. Atlantic. Yeah, The Atlantic. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Congratulations to her. Uh, yeah, to her. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> now that we've Jamil gotten that out of the update way. for the week. All right, good. You heard it here first, folks. Um, I thought we would do this this thing where, you know, everybody knows who's going to be in the playoffs. Well, sort of, until you get down to the last few teams. But I thought we'd talk about our top five teams that we want to watch the most this season so as a preview oh well i mean 
Hmm. Okay. You didn't I mean, read the you didn't read the outline I sent you at all. You know you? what? <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you sent me an outline. I, I didn't sent it to you email. last night. I emailed it to you. Hang on. Yeah, right. See, no, I I looked in my email for that outline and I definitely did not get it. Oh come on. Hang on. I'm I'm checking you right now. I have a feeling. Nope. Did really? not get it. Yeah. Oh, where did, did I, get, where did I not send it? In my spam. Why didn't you tell me I would have sent it? Well, don't said, say my email out oh. loud. <laughs> All right. Um, I sent it to your email at, at your personal thing. Uh-huh. Did you use the number four? Uh, or did you spell it out? Oh, spell it out. See? So you mean you've never gotten a single one? Hold on, let me try this again. No. You've never some, gotten a single some, one of my emails? Some Make America Great Again guy ha- owns my name URL and also my name Twitter handle. Really? Yes, it is frustrating. Hold on, let me try this again. Yeah, it, it's pretty frustrating because I, you know, I would like both of those things. But anyway, um, wait, uh, hold on, let me pause this for one second. Hold on, because right. I'm either because I'm not gonna, I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of guy with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and so I'm not gonna like read something. I'll be like, oh yeah, I know all about that now so that you- I read it on your rundown. <laughs> no, you I'm know just, what I mean? You know, I always tell people this. When I send you the rundown, it's more for me, so I don't lose my place sure. and forget my talking points. Yeah, I can understand. But in this case, I actually gave you the five teams on each side, in the east and the west, that I wanted to talk that about. you're interested in right. talking about. Right, and I said that you and, should pick up five. If they're the same, that's fine. If not, if you have other ones, then we can talk about those as well. But your five are not my five. All right, so give me your first one. What's your west? Let's start with the west. If we only get to the west... It's I fine. don't know. Well, let's record all of this. Where uh, we're I'm recording this now. I, I oh, stopped it when, right. I, when we talked about your email address. <laughs> but it's recording so, again. Yeah. So, okay. So, your five in the West. Can well, don't I, can don't I ruin say, it. Don't ruin it. Well, it's, what are they not going to listen to the whole thing? Oh, he, he only wants to watch these five teams. Well, I guess I can turn it off. Good. Good. I don't you, know. I mean, you tell me my five. Here's your list it's Houston, OKC, Memphis, Dallas. And New Orleans. That's not a bad list. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That, not at all. And you know what? Kudos to you for not throwing the Lakers on there. Mm. I thought about it. They would have been number six. Yeah. See, I would go Denver and uh, Utah are like one and two for me. I knew you were going to do I knew you were going to say that. You know how much I love Utah. Yeah. Right? Um, but Utah, I think they've got a real chance at, at kind of taking the next step. They get, like, I think they have a legit shot at the two seed. Um. Or, really? or the one seed because Golden State is going to fuck around all year. I mean, I don't I never, think they're going to fuck around that much, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. Um, and uh, and then OKC is extremely interested to me. I think they, they're like the dark horse in the West. Um, you know, they, they were starting to kind of click when Robertson went down and they had to mm-hmm. kind of reconfigure everything. And then Paul George was hurt. And uh, yeah, man, like I really think that they're going to be interesting year two with with Westbrook and, and Paul George. All right, so let's start there. Tell me, okay. tell me about what you what are you looking forward to the most about watching them? Well, their defense is going to be incredible. Yes, right. Like they could they could have they're probably going to be a top four defense in the league. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that that the uh, either OKC Utah Utah is probably going to be the best defense because of Gobert, but OKC Utah. Uh, Toronto, and then I would say the Celtics are, are probably going to be like the four best defensive teams in the league in some order. Um, but OKC, like the the, I think their ceiling defensively is so high mm-hmm. because like it, when you get Robertson out there, who's who's likely uh, you know hopefully comes back healthy and you know 
is the Robertson that we know. Um, what he can do to guys on the wing, right? It, it's just, I mean, it's stifling. Totally. And then Paul George can can do the same thing when he's healthy. So you know they got a bunch of guys that can defend. They you know they can they can switch quite a bit. Uh, if Nerlens Noel is gonna gonna there do anything go. at all, it's gonna be switching out. You know like so they've got all these options. I I love I love Grant uh, as a small ball five who can stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, I'm not convinced Patrick Patterson is gonna is gonna be okay. You know he he's been struggling the last couple seasons with these injury issues, mm-hmm. and I, I worry that he's you know lost a step or two. Um, but still, he's even if they start him at power forward, which I heard they might. He's a he's a hell of a step up from Carmelo Anthony's defense. Uh, th- now, so that that is the uh, that's the the sort of like thing that we aren't really talking about is that you know a little bit of addition by subtraction, right? Where they lost Carmelo, um, but you know they also they drafted Devin Hall, who's out of UVA. I mean he he's going to be a good defender, and I think he's actually going to play for them. Okay, uh, he's even though he's a second rounder, um, you know I. I I don't. I don't know, man. I like this OKC roster for some reason, and uh, you know, I, I, I think they're going to surprise people that didn't realize how good they had gotten. Oh, and I totally forgot Dennis Schroeder. Maybe he will actually defend there. Yeah, you know, I have I have them as an interesting team to watch for all the exact same things you said. For me, it starts with obviously the former Sixers guys. Like I love Jeremy Grant. I love Nerlens Noel, even though Nerlens Noel is apparently kind of a knucklehead. But he's still a stellar defender. And I think if you can get some minutes with him and Paul George and Steven Adams and, and you know, everybody and, and Robertson on the court together, dude, that is four guys that is going to stop the ball. I'm like, there won't be a whole lot of uh, shooting, I guess. But, you know, you give and you take. I think their defense has – they could have, they have every opportunity to be – to be maybe the best defense in the league next year. And it, it's that for me is really exciting. I don't know. And like everybody can shoot the ball at this level. Everybody can score at this level. And like, you know, there's a, a number of like Westbrook is like one of the best creators in the league, not for other people, but for himself. And he's amazing to watch and it's fun. But there's a lot of guys that can create for other people. Not, not like to the level of all-star or superstar, but shooting is, is out there. People can always shoot. I'm always more interested in defense because not a lot of people want to play defense. I'm calling bullshit on that, on that shooting is easy to find thing. Oh, Cause if that too. was the case, OKC would have had it the last few years, you know, like I, I think, I think there's a lot of scarcity at the higher end of every skill. Yeah, right. Fair, fair. So having great shooters, it's, it's rare. Having great defenders is rare, you know, like that kind of stuff. And, but unfortunately, in order to compete in this league now, like actually compete for a title. I mean, if you look at if Golden State is sort of your, you know, the mountain you're trying to climb, well, they've got incredible creation. A lot of that is because of the offense that they run, but they've got incredible shooting. They've got incredible defending. They've got everything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you, there really is no room for, you know, mar- no margin for error. And, uh, you know, and as we saw last year, I mean, Utah's version of an elite defense outlasted OKC's now granted it was out without Robertson and with a diminished Paul George but still you know um that that stuff matters and totally 
Well, I think, well, maybe the thing I'm trying to say is like, if you have equal shooters, I think that the equalizing factor there is going to be your defense. And if your defense is better than the next team and you're both shooting the lights out, I think the team with the better defense is going to win. That's obviously the most completely simplistic (laughs) obvious thing I've ever said in my entire life. But you know what I'm saying? When you're talking about a sport where you're this high in the league, like everybody is, there's the difference between teams is so minute and like the guys are just, they're all really incredible, incredibly gifted basketball players. When you're talking about a matter of degrees and you're talking about having a bit better defense than somebody else, like I think that just, it goes a long way. And I'm really excited to see what their defense can be. They have every, every, the potential to be great, honestly. Yeah. That's where it is with me for OKC. Um, But I am also interested in like, who are they going to start at power forward? And can Noel actually play on the court with Roberson? Like, is because there's no shooting there. Like, if they have to pair them together at times, is that going to actually work? Same thing with Jeremy Grant. I mean, like, he can hit an occasional three, but he's not a gifted scorer. He's he's much better on the defensive end, and boy, does he like to smash the ball when he dunks on people. But he's really exciting, and he's 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 a he's a high flyer. A lot of a lot of athletic ability, but I I don't know. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to have to ride their defense if they want to get far into the playoffs. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the, but, but then there's that offensive ceiling that they're going to have to get close to as well. Um, and we know that they're going <laughs> to – Russell Westbrook doesn't take games off. So mm-hmm. they're going to be going for you know a lot of wins. And I, I do think that you know Golden State is going to take games off. Just, it's just how it is. So you think they might end up with a better record than Golden State? I think there's a chance. All right. Who else? Give me another team. What else is uh, one of your top five? All right. So you talked a little bit about Houston, or uh, not Houston? Uh, sorry, Utah. Utah. I mean, Utah. It's it's obvious. You know, is Donovan Mitchell going to take the next step? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in you know, I mean, this is a guy who got better every single month last year. That's just I've never seen anything like that. Um, and these these are not just eye tests got better. This is like you can go look at his basketball reference by month and I mean the guy just improved every single month month over month Mm -hmm. um and and he's gonna have more responsibilities Dante Exum gonna be healthy you know they signed him to that contract can he be what he was for them in the playoffs I mean that guy he guarded Harden in that series as well as we've seen Harden guard guarded ever Mm -hmm. you know he's so long he's so quick and he's so athletic that he can do that he can do that if he can shoot at all uh, that's something for them. Um, you know, Derek Favors talking about shooting more threes that man, that's going to keep them on the court more. Totally. And they're fantastic on the offensive glass when they've got favors and Gobert out there, but their defense <laughs> is also really good with the two of them as well. So, um, you know, it's, it, the whole thing is going to be interesting, right? Like they were the, probably the best team in basketball after Gobert came back. Uh, and they're just fun to watch, man. Like they're, it's an egalitarian offense. The ball moves quite a bit. They're not like this incredible offense, but the defense to me more than makes up for it. Totally. Yeah. I guess in a similar way that, uh, OKC is going to be, I think they're going to be yeah two defensive stalwarts that are going to have to figure some things out on the offensive end. But like both of those teams, OKC and Utah have some pretty good offensive weapons. You know, I think. Donovan Mitchell, man, I'm going to be really interested to see him. Too. They're not they're not that high on my list of teams to watch this season just because I feel like I know what they're going to be. Um, I feel like, you know, it's it's 
it's weird because I just said this about OKC, but OKC does have something to prove to me. I already know what, what Utah is going to come in with as far as defense. I know Rudy Gobert is going to anchor them. I know Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that would be the one the one piece. Him and Exum, like you mentioned, those would be the guys that I'd really want to watch develop, or watch get better, watch grow, see if, see if they can take the next step. And it's really unfortunate for Exum, too, because he's been injured every single year in the league. And when he was drafted, I remember thinking that, like, oh, my God, he would be a perfect fit on Philly. And then he got injured, and then he got injured again, and then he got injured. And it's really been a shame because when he has played, he's shown some real flashes of being an excellent two-way player. Um, if he can make that step and stay healthy, and if Donovan Mitchell is actually as good as we think he's going to be, that's a scary team. Really scary. I worry a little bit about their depth. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, like, you were talking about uh, – sorry uh, – I'll have to cut this out. Derek Favors. <laughs> You're talking about Derek Favors. I'm a huge Derek Favors fan. I think he gets overlooked all the time. And I, I just think that like he's a bigger part of that team than people want to recognize. He's good on both ends of the floor. And, you know, yeah. they're they're really good when he's on the court. I don't know why people are not that high on, but I guess maybe he gets injured fairly often too. Well, think about this. When when Gobert gets played off the court by these smaller lineups, mm-hmm. they roll they roll favors out there at the five, right? Like I mean And he does a, a hell great of a lot job. of flexibility. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's ultimately I think he's probably better off as a five. And so I don't know if he sticks around beyond this, this one year deal that he signed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone will see his value and, and, you know, he'll, he'll be snatched up. But, you know, I, I do think that, uh, yeah, he's really good and people don't realize it. And he's still relatively young. I think he's what, 27 now. Yeah. I mean, this was, was this his second contract? I think so. Can't he, he and, he and Boogie were drafted the same same yeah. same draft, and I remember thinking he was going to be better than Boogie, but I guess I was. Yeah, he's twenty seven years old. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a talent man. He's a really 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 solid power forward and could play center in smaller. smaller and lines. and my wife always points out how great his teeth are. Oh, he's got a got a great smile. Well, there you go. That makes up for everything. Even if <laughs> <laughs> even if he can't play, he's got a great smile. There uh, you go. All right, let me give you another one. Memphis. I'm super stoked on this this team. Not this team, but I'm really high on, on Jaron Jackson Jr. I watched him play in Summer League, and, man, he freaking blew my doors off. I, I mean, I was high on him coming out of the draft doing my YouTube scouting like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super I – was, I was considering him putting <clears> – <throat> considering putting him number one overall in my, in my mock draft that nobody will ever see. Um, but I was really high on him. Excuse me, high on him, and he came out and just like lit the summer league up. So I'm wondering if they're healthy, you know, healthy Gasol, healthy Conley, can they make a push at the playoffs? And and it's going to be tough in the West, man. Yeah, I know it's going to be it's going to be a now, slog. Here's what I'll tell you: Minnesota losing Jimmy Butler, I think they're out, and then I think Portland's going to be out. Yeah. So so there's going to be two spots up for grabs. But, you know, my assumption is the Lakers will make it and Denver will make it. You think Denver? Okay, go ahead. Let me... I think Denver's in. <laughs> really? Okay, listen. Go ahead. I mean, get, they, no, they please played, tell me. They, they played a large majority of last season without Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm. He's very important to what they wanted to do last year. Um, you know, they're gonna. we know they're going to score. Jamal Murray, uh, another year of development. Gary Harris was great last year. I, I do think... And and Will Barton was fantastic for them last year, and and he's coming back as well. So you know, I, I think 
I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I think they're going to make the playoffs, and I don't think it's going to be close. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I think they're for sure they're going to be better than they were last year. It was, you know, they well, they were one game out of the playoffs last year. Dallas? No. Oh, Den- Denver. Oh, Denver. Oh my God, I'm so I'm like not even paying. I'm going to cut all that shit out. <laughs> my God. Woo, Dave. I'm sorry. I just had a lapse of. Joe, you got to leave it in, man. No, are you kidding me? Like, you just told me all about Denver's roster, and I still can't stop thinking about Dallas. Yeah, Denver. Um, I got to cut that out. (laughs) Maybe I'll leave it in. All right, sorry. Keep telling me about Denver. Switching gears. Yeah, yeah, so so Denver is good, and they're going to be better because they're going to have more Millsap, right? Yeah. So, so you think I, that I would just, have clued me off right there? I'm like, Millsap is not on Dallas, right. and I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still this in, I'm like, what is he talking about? Listen, it's preseason for us too. Yeah, it's true. Right? Just getting warmed it's, up. It's preseason for us too. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, you know, this I, I've I've railed about summer content before, and as a matter of fact, when I when I kind of broke my my summer silence uh, and went on the fast break breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I actually did talk about how much I hate summer content because you're just looking for stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm all for talking about stuff that that's worthwhile. I think the summer is great for doing interviews or, you know, yeah. even like longer form stuff. Even if you have a basketball podcast and you want to let me toy with something that's not really basketball. Right. Yeah. Like that's what it's for. It's experimentation. But um, now that we're we're actually looking at the season ahead rather than speculating like we actually we kind of have an idea what the rosters are going to be next week except for jimmy butler so anything we say preview wise doesn't matter because we don't know where jimmy butler is going to be next week that's a good point but you know you're absolutely right it is a mental switching of gears man like you really it's it's preseason for us too i i haven't i've tried so hard not to think about basketball because the season is long this is really long it's exhausting. It's by the time the end of the season rolls around and you're doing a podcast every week or two in some people's cases, like I think both of ours, it's, you're just worn out. So, yeah, I like, not only that, I, I'll tell you, man, like, so I just, uh, I don't know if you read Tom Haverstrow's piece that just dropped on Bleacher Report where he talked about like social media addiction in the, in the NBA and stuff. I haven't. I, now I don't have what I would consider social media addiction. It's more like, uh, uh, it's a, it's almost like an affliction. Like I don't enjoy it. So like Twitter is a part of my job, right? Mm-hmm. And and Instagram became a lot less enjoyable over the last year. Um, and so I just ditched Facebook and Instagram. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, all right. So basically, I now have no excuse to. I I can't waste time. Like oh, let me look at this stuff on Instagram. Now I gotta like okay, it's time to start putting out real content for basketball mm-hmm. or or other stuff and um you know so it's it's almost like the uh the player equivalent of when the playoffs start that's how i'm looking at this right yeah right. yeah now twitter is that's a necessary evil yeah because i've thought so, about quitting it too but yes <laughs> well you can't do it no because if you if you if you quit twitter you don't exist yeah yeah which is unfortunate <laughs> yeah anyway. so so anyway so Denver. so yeah we're ramping up the content <laughs> basically so yeah like i forgot blake griffin existed so you're fine you're in good company <laughs> by the way i haven't even noticed your brooklyn crown heights soccer shirt is awesome that's, that's it. yeah 
I was literally just in Crown Heights with there with, you go with James Herbert having lunch. I just wanted to you know give name him drop some name yeah. drop. Uh, had a great yeah. burger. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, Denver's yeah, gonna Denver. be great. Um, and okay, so now back to your list. Let's see. Yeah. We agree on OKC. Dallas. Is this just because of Luka Doncic? Yes, it's primarily oh. because of Luka Doncic. Yeah, well, that's lazy. Oh, Jeff. come on. No, I mean, I'm really interested. Oh, wait, it's... Memphis. I didn't even say anything about Memphis. Yeah, so say something about Memphis. So here's the thing about Memphis, right? Like, they need so much health. They do. Like, they need to get something out of Chandler Parsons. Which, they're, they he's, just... he's right now, he's third on the depth chart on power sure. chart. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, and, and Jaron Jackson's going to be great. Uh, I hope he gets to play some five. Um, but... You know, it, it comes it's all about can Conley be healthy and effective? Can Gasol be healthy and effective? And can they build a defense around an aging Gasol mm-hmm. and Conley? Who's, right now, Jaron Jackson is going to be fantastic. Yeah. So, but again, remember, this list is five teams in each conference that we're looking forward to watching the most, not who's going to be the best. Right, right. So. I know. But I'm just saying it could quickly get ugly to watch in Memphis. Yeah. And I was going to I was going to say that about the Mavs as well. Like, yes, primarily the reason I want to watch is because of Doncic. And I just want to see DeAndre Jordan on that team as well. Yeah. But well, I that, don't know if you watched any of the preseason. I just caught highlights. I saw the highlights. Um, they look. Yeah, they look fun. Yeah. I, I, I like how they're using Dennis. Um, I think that's that's going to be a fun team. So yeah, I'm with you a little bit on the Mavs. All right, I here's you know what? I'm going to watch every team. That's <laughs> that's the secret, Joe. Well, that's good. My my Tell secret you one is reason. I'm going to watch I'm I'm going to watch the Sixers and then I'm going to catch a couple of games here and there of every yeah. other team. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now. I I could tell you at least one reason to watch every single team. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I mean, but we're not going to do that. Which teams do that's you want to watch podcast. the most? Is what? Yeah, that's not the podcast. Yeah, I can give you uh, a reason to watch every team too. It's basketball. I, I, can, I mean, it's <laughs> easier to tell you who I don't want to watch, right? Like, I don't want to watch Orlando. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I'm not going to want to watch Atlanta. Wait, you don't want to watch Mobamba at all? No, not no. All right, no. Atlanta. I'm totally with you. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't get up for Atlanta. Well, and and it's funny because they've actually got some guys that I like, but I'm just not going to be like fired up to watch them. Trey Young is probably is probably going to be bad his first year, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he's going to take some time. Plenty of points to... are bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> to start, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it just I just don't I don't know. I'm just not really excited to watch him. Like the Wizards, I don't think I'm going to be very excited to watch. I the only reason I would be intrigued in watching the Wizards is because I think it's going to be an absolute train wreck, and you know how yeah. you can't turn away from a train wreck. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to make jokes about the Wizards, yeah. but I don't know how much I want to watch them. No, I mean so, I've never yeah. enjoyed watching the Wizards, but yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. You know the Lakers. I'm not really that interested in watching the Lakers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I, I, I did. I will watch them because you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just don't think they're gonna be that special. You know, I, I just don't think so. I mean, it sucks because, you know, LeBron James is gonna be out there, but I just don't think there's gonna be a whole lot to him. Uh, and and in particular, because there's gonna be, to me, so many teams that are special, like Toronto and Boston yeah. and Philly and Indiana and potentially Milwaukee. Milwaukee would be on my list of five teams. That, okay, we'll get know. to the East. Come on, come on. Yeah. So, but back back to back to the to New Orleans. Um, I think New Orleans is is one. It, it's a good choice for a top five team to watch in the West because Anthony Davis just changed agents. Yeah. 
Uh, Are you reading they, my outline they, that I just sent you? No. <laughs> That's they the first Alfred, thing on my outline. They signed Alfred Payton, and he cut his hair. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen and, him without the hair yet. Yep. And Drew Holiday yes. has been healthy. Also, like Julius Randle, a full season of Miritech there. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. I'm, yeah. I, you know, what I wrote to you was that, like, I, it's, it's interesting to me that Anthony Davis just signed with Clutch. And if it goes south this year, can he? Is he going to force his way out of out of New Orleans? I wouldn't be surprised if he what? forced. If sort of been the M.O. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to blame him, right? He he's he's one of the top five players in the league. He wants to yeah. play on a team that's contending for something, right? And if you're it just if you're not, it stinks. It does stink. It's like that's the problem with being in a smaller market. Or the problem with being in, you know, the the inequity of the of the league is like if you can, if you have a shitty owner, your team's right. gonna be shit. And that's the problem. Yeah, and you know, I James, Minnesota. James Holos you know. was the one that brought me around to this. He's like, do whatever you want with the CBA, but the thing is, if you have good owners, good ownership, people who really care about their club and are smart, hire the right guys, you're gonna have a good team. It's not a matter of like fixing things to be more even it's a matter of getting smarter owners and mm-hmm. if you have a shitty owner who's just making dumbass trades and not getting you help you're gonna want to force your way out of your team and in his case i think it's it's totally plausible yeah well i mean the the only reason they're even in the position where they're in where they're semi-competitive is because they got anthony davis which was a no-brainer right right he was the consensus number one pick yep all right so you don't get any credit for that no. that's all luck so, you know, it's just and, – and Alvin Gentry's done a good job with this team, mm-hmm, right? And sure. I think the Miritich trade was great for them last year. I, I agree with them not re-signing Boogie. Uh, and I love th- throwing a flyer out there on Randall and seeing how it goes for a year. So they're, they're getting better, but still, like, you know, they, like you said, there, there is a handicap built in. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me, too, about this Pelicans team is like, I want to see what happens with that Julius Randle and Miritich combination. Like, can they play at the same time? I've heard things. I think they can. I, you think they can? They're going to put Randle at the three? No. Oh, you mean the three of them? Yeah. You know, I, I bet they'll do it, but they'll have Miritich as sort of the three. I thought you said Miritich and just Miritich and Randle. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I that's going to be their. Yeah. yeah, but with Anthony Davis, all three of them playing at the same time. I bet I they'll do it. I bet they'll try it. I think it. they have to try it, right? I think they're experimenting with it in preseason, but can they exist together? And then what happens? Like, does does Julius Randle actually push Miritich for minutes at the power forward spot? Does he, like, overtake that spot? I think what Miritich yeah, brings, but... his shooting is, like, it's way more important at this stage, and I think he's a better companion for Anthony Davis's game but 100%. And the offensive ceiling when you've got Miritich and Davis out there is just going to be higher. Right. But because Julius, of the shooting. But Julius Randle brings something to that team like his his handling for a guy that size and like I, I guess he's not that great of a passer. He you know he is a little bit of a black hole. But he's also really underrated. He's a very high he, motor he's, guy and he's he's good. And, and I thought he was really good last year. Mhm. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to at least watch like two or three of their games. <laughs> and Drew Holiday, I love. I love Holiday. I'm hoping he can stay healthy finally and get back to all-star form. I mean, it would take a lot for it. Can you imagine if he would get an all-star nod over someone like, well, it'd have to be over someone like Lillard, right? Because it's so, the, the point guard position is so deep. And Lillard's always the one outside looking in. Yeah. He'd have to have an amazing, an amazing season. And I think he'd have to be relying on his defense and his points, but that's or defense and his assists, but that's not going to get you an all-star nod. Either way, 
I do want to see him get some love this year because he's a, he's a damn good point guard. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's nothing else, nothing to add to it? <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. That's it. By the way, did you hear Jaleel Okafor is injured again? I did not hear that. Yeah, it's he's he I guess he had to leave the game. Was it last night? He got off the off the court on crutches, I think. So he has a sprain or something in his ankle. Like mm. this guy can't I almost feel bad for him. I almost feel almost feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? I do. I do. I again barring some weird Anthony Davis stuff. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Do you have any interest in watching Houston? Are, would they be one of your top five teams? Uh, no, they were last year, but I kind of know what they're going to be this year, which is a worse version of last year's team. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's why I'm interested in watching them. I want to see. Right. Actually... See, I don't like to watch train wrecks. I like to watch beautiful <laughs> stuff. Right. Like maybe that's the problem, Joe. Maybe you'd be happier if you just if you look forward to good stuff and not the bad. You sound like my therapist right now. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm hoping I'm cheaper. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Well, I just think that they, I, you know, I, I do wonder if they can get anything out of Marquise Chris. Brandon Knight is just a lost cause. But Bruno Caboclo, who might still be a year or two away from being a year or two away, <laughs> I think he's ready to play. Uh, uh, you think? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be anything ever. But they got him. Houston yeah. got him. Yeah. I, I think you'll see... Joe Chi before you'll see Caboclo. I have no idea who that is. The only Joe reason, Chi? Yeah, who is Joe it? Joe Chi is the seven-foot Chinese guy. Oh, all right. Yeah, was... who can shoot. All right. Did he get drafted this year? No, it was a few years ago. Okay. That's why I don't know. If it's not this year, he... my, my memory doesn't go back that far. <laughs> he did uh, He did play at Summer League, though. So. Huh. For, for those of us who go to Summer League and work... <laughs> Well, I just went purely to drink and, and have fun and watch the game. So, I was I was there to do networking and like talk to people. I did a terrible job at it because I realized that I'm very shy in person. So that didn't go over great. <laughs> <laughs> just like let me just sit here and watch the game and drink a beer. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you want to do some East teams? How what? How yeah. many minutes are we at? Do you still have time for me, my friend? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. We'll get through it. All right. Let's plow through. Let's plow through. We really are. I mean, this is all over the place. It's I apologize. all over the damn place. No, it's okay. I apologize to all of the super flight listeners for um, not, you know. not receiving the email that I sent to the wrong address. <laughs> well, I mean, this is not about lack of preparation. I like I'm not going to lie. Like the, it's it's more it's more like lack of. Uh, hmm. Inspiration. Well, oh. that's what we'll say. That's you what not, we'll say. Dave, you're saying that I don't inspire you? I'm hurt deeply. Well, it's not so much you. I, like, if, if <laughs> Here's the thing. If you and I just sat down and talked basketball, random whatever, that's what conversation. We're doing. we're doing that yeah. right now. Only because I'm dragging you there, Joe. Come on. <sighs> All right. Come fine. on, Joe. Fair enough. Give Pick me it up. Give me, a, <laughs> give me a team in the East that you really, want, you really want to watch. Give me just one, and we'll go from there. Toronto. All right, good. Let's start with Toronto. They're not even yeah. on my list. Actually, they are on my list. They are on your list. <laughs> um, you know, I like Kawhi Leonard looked healthy in that preseason game. Did you watch it? I watched. I So, listen, here's my thing. Go ahead. Preseason, I'm not watching more than the first quarter. No, there's no reason to. No, no. Why would I do that? So, um, yeah, I mean, he looked good in the first quarter. 
I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights. <laughs> I did not do any preparation for this. We are the worst. The worst. So NBA listen, media people ever. Dave, nobody comes to this podcast to hear in-depth analysis or, or really, you know, detailed stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they come to hear me flop all over the place and fumble you know, over my words. I think they come here because on your rundown, you put the Sixers and and your autocorrect change Embiid to Embill, who I I oh. will now call him Embill. Embill, I just saw that yeah. too. Why the hell did they, what is Embill? Why would it change? Why would it autocorrect Embiid to Embill? I don't even know. Embill is not a word. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, I, listen. Kawhi looks looks healthy. I, everyone who knows me knows how much I love Danny Green and how important I think he would be for this team. Mm-hmm. They started uh, C.J. Miles at the four and Ibaka at the five, and it makes me think that Nick Nurse is open to the idea of going small early and often, which I think is smart because I do think Ibaka is more suited to play the five. Um, they're going to be able to take advantage of, of teams with him there. And the way he can stretch the floor, and C.J. Miles, I, I don't know if I and you know I I like C.J. a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd start him uh, at the four. I, I would maybe lean toward uh, playing O.G. or or Pascal Siakam. But I I get the idea to add some extra shooting and stuff like that. So um, I'm I'm really fired up about that. Uh, I've got some concerns about Kyle Lowry, and you know he's getting older, and but he doesn't have a whole lot of miles on him. So hopefully he can he can hold up, but it all to me it's all about Kawhi. I mean I think if they win sixty five games it's because Kawhi is the MVP, right? Yeah, I mean if they win sixty five games he's got to be right. I mean unless Boston wins seventy. Yeah, well who would be? But I think people are thinking Boston is more by committee. I don't think there's one. Real, they are like I don't think there's one real guy that you would point to and say this is your MVP. Even if, I, I I would I would guess Kyrie would right. Would, get some buzz but yeah i think Kawhi is gonna you know it, it's all about how far he can carry them this is you know kind of the thing that they've been missing so yeah uh, toronto is really interesting to me boston of course is very interesting we all are very familiar with what they have going on gordon hayward coming back they're going to be able to play five guys that, that can initiate the offense at one time on multiple different lineups mm-hmm. and guess what all of them except for the most talented offensive player can defend really well yeah. So that's going to be a beast. I mean, they're likely to have a top five offense, top five defense. I actually said I said the other day, I think that they if if it clicks and there are no growing pains adding Gordon Hayward back, this is a team that could potentially flirt with like 70 wins. Right. They could be in that 65 to 67 wins. Um, I, I just I think they're really good. We know that they're pretty well coached. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're. And they're going to play balls to the wall. That's that's the other thing, right? Like you, you can't. I don't think you can have Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier on your team and not go balls to the wall for eighty-two games. So and I think the thing about it too that nobody talks about enough is that like both Toronto and Boston are stacked with like they got guys deep down the bench. They're you know, Toronto yeah. had probably the best bench last year, and they didn't lose anybody. But who did they lose when they made that trade? Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl, thank you. They didn't lose anybody but Pertl. Right. So, and they, they gained what should be a better player in Kawhi back from DeMar DeRozan. So 
I don't know, man. They're still going to have a really deep bench. Those guys are going to give them a lot of minutes. And I think they're going to... That's, you know, watching Toronto and Boston just kind of duke it out this year for that top position is going to be really fun. And I don't think the East has seen two really stacked teams like that in a while. And I know people are going to say, well, the East is still not nearly as good as the West. But I don't know, man. Boston has the pieces to, to play with anyone. And I think yeah. Toronto is going to have that too if, if Kawhi can stay healthy. I mean, I would love to have the Sixers in that conversation as well, but I think they're just like a guy or two short. Um, unless Markel Fultz can actually turn into a player. I don't know if you watched any of that. I, I did. I, I'm, I'm excited for Markel, man. I, I think, you know, I, I was always a believer in what he was going to be. And, I, you know, I think the health stuff last year, that was, you know, that was an issue, um, and so it was good to see him back. And I'm hoping, man, I'm hoping to see him turn it around. Yeah, totally. It's just it's sad that Wilson Chandler already has pulled a hamstring, and he might be out for oh, I don't know, three quarters of the year. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? But it's what he does. Yeah, I know, and it's the that's part of the problem is like if you have to depend on a guy like Wilson Chandler because your your wing depth is so shallow, and this is where you know this is where. Boston, Toronto have a clear advantage over a team like Philly. Like Philly yeah. maybe has the best talent at the very top in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Maybe. I mean, Kawhi is obviously up there. You know, Kyrie's obviously up there. But when it comes down to it, like the bench depth is just really going to be what puts them over the top. Those other teams over the top. And I think, you know, that's obviously really important. You know, we don't talk enough about how much a bench depth, how important that is to your team. Well, I think that that's why they were playing around with with bringing JJ Redick off the bench. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they they want to get a little bit of scoring out there, and and he can space the floor and make it easier for guys to operate. Absolutely, it does take away a little bit of uh, a little bit of room for Ben Simmons to operate if JJ is coming off the bench. I think maybe it would be better to put. Dario coming off the bench because I'm not the only Sixers person to say this. I think Dario can actually stretch the floor well enough. The the issue yeah. is all of the movement that JJ does. JJ has a lot of gravity when yeah. he's cutting through those screens and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that like if you're gonna put one of them on the bench, I think Dario is such a better creator and he's so he's he's really capable with the ball in his hands. He can get guys in good spots and he can sit like he can rebound the hell out of the ball. He's a very smart passer. Like he, you know, he when Ben Simmons was drafted, people in Philadelphia were worried about like, oh my God, how are you going to play Dario and Ben together? Because their games are so similar. Yeah. They're not. But They're not. <laughs> they're not at all. Ben is way more athletic. But still, they do have some similar skill sets. And I think if you have a guy like Dario coming off the bench that can operate the offense at that right. size, it's it's huge. But I understand what they're doing playing around. And if Markel Fultz can actually, God, if he can be that player that they drafted then the disparity between the teams gets a lot smaller. And it does. But I, here's here's what I'll say. Go ahead. I, I think if your goal was to try to make a finals this year, then you they had a failure of a summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't fault them for not picking anyone up. I don't sure. I don't mind them not getting rid of any of their pieces. I yeah. really like this young core. And they have a lot of room to grow together. And if they add one more guy in the offseason or even come, you know, trade time, trade deadline who knows yeah the only issue is they, they're going to start getting into a bit of a uh sour cap crunch yeah there's the thing and that's like you know a lot of people have talked about the sixers getting jimmy butler i don't i don't think that's a great 
great move for the Sixers because you're going to have to pay that dude a lot of money. He's obviously a malcontent. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't draft. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't take him. Not on the Sixers. No. No. I mean, All right. maybe some other teams, sure, but not there. Go That's ahead. a lot of Sixers talk. Uh, you know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right. Let's let's move yeah. on. I'm going to give you another team that I'm actually excited to to watch. Tell me how okay. you feel about this. In the East, I'm actually really excited to watch the Knicks. Only because of Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina. And because of uh, hold on, I lost his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad at this. Mitchell Robinson. So ex- so excited you can't even remember Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is not an easy name to remember. Yeah. Uh, by the way, quick segue. Duncan Robinson, right, plays for the Heat. Mm. I think that, like, just for the spirit of the game, he needs to immediately be traded to the San Antonio Spurs. Got to bring Duncan and Robinson back. <sighs> <laughs> the San Antonio. All right. All right. Nice. No, but, I like it. Yeah. Mitch, Mitchell Robinson's going to be fun. He's going to be an athletic freak, but I don't know how much he's going to play because yeah. um, he's raw. Yeah. Uh, Knox is going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm. love to see him do a lot of scoring. And, and, you know, he'll have another scorer out there with Tim Hardaway Jr., but that's about it. So he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Um, and, uh, you know, can Nilakina do anything offensively? Uh, anything more than what we saw last year? Like defensively, man, he's elite. Yeah, I mean that guy is so elite. He he's probably, you know, one of the three best point guard defenders in the league already. The way he uh, recognizes yeah. and recovers on plays is outstanding. He's incredible. And and the thing is, he does this like you said. It's it's basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. It's it's basketball you know like it's feel of the game it's not like he's just this athletic freak that covers up for mistakes the guy's prepared and he's very good at positioning and things like that and i mean it's just you know that's why tim duncan was so amazing as a defender right right? because you know when he got older he still had the basketball iq he still had the feel of the game he still had all those skills so nilakina great athlete but also like just really knows what he's doing so you've got that and then you know, not, I think Knox is going to score. I think he's going to put up like 16, 18 a game. Yeah, that's really good. I think he's going to be in the rookie of the year running. I agree with you. I think he's going to be right up there. I'm, I'm excited. Like, you know, the funny thing is, like, I didn't think he was anything. It, again, Listen, let's hey. temper this by saying that all, all of my hot takes now or all of my takes are from what I watched in, in Summer League in Vegas. <laughs> but, like... I didn't think he was going to be great coming out of college when I when I was used to scouting him, and then I saw him play in person, and I I was just blown away. What were you going to say? Well, I think that you know that this goes to a point that I have. It's hard to tell, like these guys that go to Kentucky, these guys that go to Duke. Yeah. It's hard to tell what they're going to be, because those coaches. Listen, man, I don't know if you know this. College coaches just want to win. Yeah. They don't care about development. I've heard this. So what they're going to do is they're going to put as many good players on the court at once. And you're going to have a role, and that's what you're going to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've seen too many guys come out of Kentucky. And it's like, oh, man, Devin Booker can dribble a basketball? You know, Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns. Wait, Carl Anthony Towns can shoot outside of eight feet? You know, he's not just a post-up player? Right. So, um. Yeah, so I try to take all that stuff with a grain of salt. You know, the other thing about well, that's good, and that's that's very wise of you, my friend. the The other thing about the whole New York thing is that I live here. I'd like to watch some enjoyable basketball for a change. They've been god awful for fucking ever since what 2014, 15 with Melo. They've been bad for a while. Yeah, yeah. But that was the last good season they had. 
It's pretty sad. I almost feel bad for New York fans. Almost. <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of upside to watch and a lot of good things. Like, if they handle this properly and they don't get crazy and start trading shit away for win-now players, I think they, yeah. could, they could be building a nice foundation. It's it's kind of exciting. I love watching teams build, you know? Um, give me one more. Give me another one that you really want to watch in the East. Um, you listed like nine of them earlier. Indiana. All right, let's do Indiana. Yeah, can Indiana continue the, the trajectory that they that they started last year? Right? Is Oladipo going to get better? Um, yeah. What What does that look like to you? What does Oladipo look get? What does Oladipo getting better look like to you? I mean, last year he had such an incredible jump. He put up career think, highs in numbers and assists. Yeah. Points and assists. Points and assists. Shooting was better. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you could see a little bit more playmaking, ball handling, things like that. It, it's, I think the next step for his game is to be able to create for others. Mm-hmm. And if he can pull that off, you know, that's, that's exactly what they've been missing. So absolutely. I do. I By will. the way, breaking news, breaking news. Kyrie Irving just apologized for saying that the world, the world is flat. Really? All yep. right. Good Kyrie. You're back in my good graces, Kyrie. I, for wherever the fuck that's worth. <laughs> that's great. I'm glad to hear that he's had a reckoning. Also, his uh, his um, Native American induction into the tribe was pretty impressive, too, this summer. It's a good for him. Yeah, it's all good feels well, with Kyrie these days. Um, Indiana. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about Aaron Holiday because I'm a big Holiday guy. Right. Right. And he I looked, think he's good. He's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to contribute anything in, in his rookie season, but I think he has a chance. He looked like a really good offensive player, and his defense was not nothing. Um, he knew where to be on the court, and I'm kind of excited by him. And then always – Miles Turner. Is he going to take that leap finally? Is he going to be or this is is this just what he is hey, and he's just Nike oh. is betting on him. Did really they signed him? Yeah, Nike is betting on him. So, you know, they have to know something. Who's going to finish better? The Sixers or the Indiana? I go with the Sixers. All right, thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but set in stone now, folks. Yes. All right, you know, I know you wanted to talk about the Bucks a little bit too. So tell me what's yeah. exciting about the I mean, Bucks team. Well, they're going to have a competent coach from the start of the season. Yeah, there you go. That's going to be huge. You're a coach, so you would know about this way more than I do. I don't know shit about X's and O's. So break this down for me as much as you it's, will. Here's here's what you're going to have. You're going to have an offensive philosophy that values ball movement, mm-hmm. right? Sharing the basketball. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a lot of isolation stuff, but also you're not going to tell guys to not shoot threes right like jason kidd did to parker and and Giannis last year uh and every year in their careers so yeah i, I think we're gonna see Giannis actually shoot more threes now whether he makes them or not i don't care but he's got to right. shoot them when he's open otherwise you kill anything else yep you kill anything else so you got to at least be a threat to take the shot you got to honor the shot now unless he shoots like 14 percent you know, they're then they won't guard him, but I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, um, for sure, he's shown that he can do it. He's not nah, the greatest. Nah. He's not the great. He's hit a couple. I saw him hit some in in playoffs. Man, don't tell me he can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, got to be consistent. So. Yeah, I mean, thirty percent. If he's shooting thirty percent, it's not nothing. You still have to honor it a little bit. And like you said, moving the ball around is going to help everyone on the team. Chris Middleton is going to thrive in that. Yeah, I don't gamble. 
But do, is Giannis the favorite for MVP? No. You think? Is he? I thought it was I, LeBron. I think LeBron's favorite for MVP right now. I don't. I don't see a pat. I mean, never mind. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I'm telling you right now, Joel Embiid will be MVP. All right, I'll stop with the Sixers stuff. <laughs> um, anything else exciting you want to talk about? Is there anything else on your mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. No. Did you watch yeah. any? Did you watch any of the Kavanaugh hearing? Uh, yeah, 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 I did. All right, yeah. you can talk to me about it after the back after after the podcast. I mean, I don't really like. have I don't really have much to say. I mean, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm I'm impressed that that woman got an uh, an opportunity to even talk about anything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and I think that I like first of all, I just don't really care. Oh. Um, and I hate to sound like a dick, but like we already know what what the score is, right? Like me hammering this home doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, but that guy just comes across like a real fucking douche. Doesn't and, he and, and yeah, and I'm tired of these people from these fucking prep schools that all went to school together, all like running shit. He I'm went to Yale. He got in sure. by himself. He really worked well, his butt off to get there. His granddad went to Yale. Uh-huh. I don't I mean, I I don't know, man. I didn't go to a school where they gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, oh, your dad went to VCU? Great. Yeah. Good luck. You yeah. Know, but um, anyway, I'm going to so, cut that shit out because I know people don't like to hear about. They're going to get annoyed. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll cut that out. But um, anyway, Dave, do for coach. Thank you for guesting yeah. on the podcast, even though if we, were, we were all over the place and that's totally my fault because I sent yeah. the email to the wrong address. <laughs> but it's all Thank good. Any, yeah. Anytime you want to pod, man, I'm down for it. Yeah, uh, I'll let you know about next week. Right. Uh, if I'm going to do one, um, then, you know, I owe you one. Sure. Why don't you plug your stuff quick? There's nothing to plug. All right. Everybody follow Dave Dufour on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pause this now. Dave Dufour, everybody. Uh, go check him out on his podcast if he ever brings it back on. Okay, this is me. This is you. I'll talk to you soon.